Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 29 of the Live Free Experience podcast, honest conversations with the unconventional for the unconventional. I'm your host, Brianna Bowley, headstand practitioner, performance coach, and founder of the Live Free Movement, a movement dedicated to showing the world what else is possible. And of course, as always, proudly sponsored by Savage Marketing and KOs and Kilos Gym and Fight Wear. So on today's show, I'm sitting down chatting with the founder of Universal Balance Mind and Body Studio, Chad Dawson. Now, Universal Balance are the wonderful crew at Redwood Park uh, here in South Australia. Um, They're a holistic health mind and body studio. Um, You know, they offer yoga, meditation, you know, all sorts of workshops, all focused around holistic health and well-being. They've, of course, uh, hosted as the venue for some of my events. They are very big on nutrition and, uh, you know, they do a little bit of boxing, personal training, Zumba, Krav Maga, self-defense workshops, you know, a bit of everything. So they're very um, holistically health and fitness focused, very well-being focused, um, which, you know, as you all know, I am super big on myself. And I also want to give these guys a big shout out uh, for sponsoring me, being one of my main sponsors through, um, you know, through all of my rigorous training in, you know, when it comes to jiu-jitsu, wrestling, obviously my kickboxing training, uh, and of course, you know, all the strength and conditioning work that I've been doing. So, you know, these guys have backed me all the way and, you know, I really incorporate the yoga and it's been such a huge game changer in keeping me mobile and flexible. And, you know, particularly with the amount of weights that I do, it's really easy to get really like locked up and rigid. So the yoga really keeps me um, quite balanced and, and you know, helps helps with recovery, um, helps keep me agile and flexible, which is obviously very ideal for when it comes to jiu-jitsu and wrestling and martial arts. So um, these guys have also jumped on board and as you may or may not know, sponsor um, Reese the Big Baby Smith. Um, who, if you haven't checked out my podcast interview with him, go way back to episode 26 um, and get behind Reese ahead of Diamondback Fighting Championships number six here in Adelaide coming up on August 17th. So yeah, Chad has been, Chad and of course his partner Anita have been so instrumental in my own development um, as an athlete and as an individual and of course um, for Reese Smith as well. So Big thank you to these guys. Um, this was one of my personal favorite. It's right up there as one of my favorite interviews. Uh, me and Chad, uh, you know, we, we we talk all things self-development and human potential and performance and consciousness and all the good things. So, you know what? I'm going to let the episode itself do the talking. Let's get this show on the road. Owner of Universal Balance, hey? That's me. Yeah. Yep. Can you tell us a little bit about Universal Balance and what you're up to here? So pretty much Universal Balance is kind of, I suppose, a little bit hard to explain. I think um, people have to kind of experience it to get the gist. Um, but I'm kind of just meshing a lot of things that um, I've kind of always heard people say to me, oh, I really want to try yoga. I really want to try self-defense. Um, I really like fitness boxing. 
all that kind of stuff. So I'm just kind of mushing it all together. Um, I suppose it's a bit of a social experiment and just seeing uh, what happens and really good response. Um, it's kind of about not um, pushing yourself um, all the time. It's mm-hmm. just kind of doing what works for you. So we've got the meditation, fitness boxing, um, self-defense is soon to come onto the timetable. Uh, we've got the yoga, restorative yoga. Yep. So yeah, just a bit of a bit of a mush. Cool. Um, Very holistic. Yeah, we, we've got our motto, which I can't see, it's on the window, a um, bit of our mission statement, but it's kind of just empowering people to make that change. So we just kind of facilitate, um, support people, give them information and what they do with that is uh, up to them. Um, but yeah, like everybody's on a journey, so just here to kind of help them steer the ship. Beautiful. So I know that you've got an interesting little story as to how Universal Balance came about yep. and, and I guess your why behind it. Yep. Can you run us through that a little bit? Yep, cool. So there was lots of different things uh, with Universal Balance. So I suppose basically it was built on a little bit of a um, some tough times and I think with people that's when like the best things come out mm-hmm. um, is when they had hard times. So my father and stepmother died in the car accident and now about three years ago um, so obviously that was something that was pretty uh, a shock um, I think I just like struggled with a lot of post-traumatic stress for ages because um, it's not something like you know death is always bad um, and it's always a different bad you know mm-hmm. like if you struggle and watch someone with cancer that would be awful you know yeah. but at least you get to say that goodbye and have that time yeah um, when there's something it's instant um, you kind of always believe it mm-hmm. you know you didn't see it happen um necessarily so yeah so that was really hard to struggle with meanwhile um uh i had a lot of other stuff going on um we had uh eight miscarriages over like a year as well so just a whole bunch of stress um which made me just like i suppose reevaluate my life Mm -hmm. um so i'd been a pt for about seven years now Mm -hmm. um and just saw so many people come to me and go like you know, oh, I, I want this, I want that, but mainly like thinking that being like lighter or looking better was going to just change their lives. Yeah. So I suppose having all these people coming to me, just going, they need more. You know, like they need a little bit of help with their diet. They need, like most people needed, um, like mental help. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they needed yeah, someone definitely. to coach them mentally through things. And people had hangups and traumas. You know, past things, um, abuse. Like there's so many things variables you know Mm -hmm. their job wasn't right for them they weren't passionate in life all that kind of stuff so originally i was actually just going to start up a a fitness boxing gym so it's just going to be fitness boxing running like six classes a day they were going to be high intensity short classes um and then when i went and signed the lease i actually didn't know because it was my first my first business um getting a tenancy that I had to get council approval. Okay. So I actually signed the lease um, and then I applied for council approval. Um, and it was about three weeks before Christmas. Um, and they said it would take six weeks. So we were supposed to move in on, I think like mid-March. Yep. So I was like, plenty of time, whatever. So I kept ringing back, ringing back um, end of January. And they were like, oh, the lady that's dealing with it only works three days a week, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I kept saying, well, I need to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then come like February, someone had put in a complaint, like a neighbor had put in a complaint. Okay. And I was like, I've got to open up soon. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, so it was just taking longer and longer. Um, 
And then it was supposed to go to tribunal, all these things. And I was like, man, I'm going to lose heaps of money over mm-hmm. this. And then they still might say no. So I ended up saying to them, look, you know, can I have their phone number? So the first time I rang them, the person just hung up on me. Yeah, um, that's then, ideal. Yeah, and then I said to him, like, I was like, like fuck, what are we going to do? Um, and they said, look, let me give it a go. So she rang up. And anyway, I ended up speaking to the woman that was, uh, you know, had a problem with it. Her husband was like yelling in the background, like, you know, stop trying to sway her and all this kind of stuff. And she's like, you know, what do you think we do? And she's like, oh, I think you're going to be like a fight gym. And we're like, well, no, like, we're not going to be a fight gym. Like, we're going to, we want to help the community. Mm. You know, we want to offer yoga, fitness boxing. I'm like, we were not going to be having like bare knuckle fights in the car park. Like, <laughs> it's not going to be that kind of place. So she eventually ended up um, saying, okay, that's cool. So she wrote to the council. So we ended up, which was pretty crazy, we ended up opening. Um, on my father's birthday so that was like a wow. real trippy thing so for me I like that's meant to be um and the other thing was when when i in the weeks prior to opening so most probably a good six weeks before i was a lot of time in the shop just setting up and kind of you know visualizing what i wanted to do and in that time i had a lot of people kind of just come to me so paula who does a meditation her kids go to um the school across the road mm-hmm. where my son goes hunter um and she's like, oh, look, I'd, I'd do mindfulness meditation. Like, do you think we could, do you think you could do something for me? Like, could I work with yeah, you? Yeah, beautiful. So I thought, yeah, why not? Like, that's cool. Then um, Anita, my wife, when she was working at Telstra, met Sheree, mm-hmm. a yoga teacher. So she just came in to buy a phone. Yeah. Um, and she just happened. And Sheree said that she never told people, usually regularly, like she didn't put it out there that she's a yoga teacher. Mm-hmm. She's kind of, you know, a little bit private and she's not like, you know, in your face, like, hey, look at me, I'm a yoga teacher. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so she did that. So then I rang Cherie and met up with her and, you know, we just meshed so well. So I was like, cool, let's get some yoga happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, a friend, a school friend of Hunter's mum that was going to do yoga. Um, she actually pulled out a couple of nights before we were supposed to open. Mm-hmm. Um, but lucky enough, she gave me Angela's phone number, who we've still Beautiful. got. Yep. Um, so, yep, meant to be. Um, and Angela's been here since the start. So um, it's just kind of kept evolving, you know, um, just okay. meeting people, putting them in. Um, Joel, who does some of our boxing and self-defense, I met him when I was working like years ago um, mm-hmm. and just rang him up and said, oh, like, you know, I'd like to just learn some more um, Krav Maga with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of been one of those real moments of synchronicity and just looking for signs and not ignoring them. Yep. You know? So I think since my father passed away, it kind of gave me that awakening. Trauma can do that too. Like yeah, trauma definitely. makes you see the light, whether it's your own health or someone else's or a death. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, it's like I said, it's just a social experiment. I've just been seeing what people need mm-hmm. and mushing it together. Um, and yeah, like it's all about finding that balance for you and just that movement of your body. Um, and yeah, just mixing it all together, having a nice little mix yep. of life. The yin and the yang, right? Yeah. Beautiful. So, I mean, we've obviously both got a bit of a special interest in MMA and we've had the discussion in the past about you know, that people have come to you and sort of said, well, how does the boxing and the Krav Maga kind of fit in with the yoga yep. and the meditation? What's your, I mean, we, we sort of had the discussion in the past that they're, they're kind of the same thing ultimately. Yep. Um, what's your take on that? Well, so basically like, you know, a lot of these things come from, you know, like Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the East is, especially around the Himalayas, like a full, like, you know, boiling, bubbling pot of, spirituality in general yep 
So, you know, therefore you've got, um, you know, like you've got martial arts and yoga was created very close to each other. So to me, you know, spirituality is mixed in with movement. You know, like we're made... We're made up of little tiny vibrating particles, like nothing's solid, everything's moving. So mm-hmm. if you don't move, you die pretty yeah. much. So I just kind of feel that, you know, in my moments of need, um, movement's really important to me. Yeah. And I feel like I was doing yoga for years without even doing yoga. Yeah. Like I would do my own yoga. And then when I started doing yoga, I'm like, I've been doing this for ages. Yeah. At the end of the day, everyone just made, has made stuff up. Yeah. Someone made up the first fighting system. Someone mm, made absolutely. up yoga. Like it all is just movements put yeah. together. So to me, they flow perfectly. You yeah. know? And in fighting, obviously, you know, especially MMA, like it's most probably the most physically demanding sport in the world, mm. mentally and physically. You know, um, the dexterity you have to have, um, the recuperation you need, all that yeah. kind of stuff, you know, it needs to be so holistic. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. The same thing, like, you know, there's a lot of things in yoga that flow over to... MMA, especially the jiu-jitsu and stuff like that. So, mm. you know, like in yoga, you've got like warrior pose, stuff like that. So, you know, people think that, um, you know, yoga was just, just like this really peaceful Zen thing, which it is, mm-hmm. but, and I can't remember the name off the top of my head. If I remember, I'll, I'll say it, but um, I think it starts with a K. There's actually a yoga martial art that they developed in India okay. from it. So like... You know, yoga, they say, might have been around for about 10,000 years or 5,000 years. No one knows exactly. Um, But like we were talking about before, that men were only allowed to do Mm -hmm. yoga. Um, So it was a real man-orientated thing. So, like, whether it's, you know, whether it's making war or making love, it's still movement. Mm, Absolutely. And it's usually still from the heart. You know, I mean, if you are, um, if someone's acting out violently... It's, it's an expression. It's not always the right expression. Mm-hmm. And obviously in MMA, we can kind of like, you know, chuck it in a cage and, you know, there's still respect. You mm-hmm. hug at the end. You like the person more yeah. at the end. Yeah, I was absolutely. watching Karate Kid with my son today. And at the end, you know, Daniel's son like wins and like the Cobra Kai guys come up and like, you know, congratulate him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they're yeah. over it now. Like they respect him. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? um, yeah. So, you know, if you taste someone else's blood or they're, you know, bleeding all over you, like, it's something that's pretty intimate. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big believer that uh, MMA and and fighting is a form of self-expression. Yeah. And as is yoga, I mean, they're they're both movement and they both, um, yeah, they're both a way to express what's going on for you both mentally and and emotionally through physical movement. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, MMA is just, I guess, a little bit more... um, combat based and I think they're both forms of self-development in terms of um, really coming to know yourself on a deeper level it's just that MMA has you face an opponent who I guess symbolizes fighting your own demons whereas yoga is a lot more you're on your own on the mat sort of thing and you're 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 really I guess working through your own stuff on your own as opposed to having someone across across the cage from you so to speak I think the other thing that that I liked about them linking was that obviously through you know um, harnessing the power of the mind like you can do amazing things you know mm. so if you look at the Shaolin monks compared to an experienced yogi mm. they can do some amazing things you know what oh, I mean like they stand yeah. there and let someone kick them in the balls as hard as they can yeah know, for God's sake <laughs> there's some crazy stuff you know and there's a picture um, I saw of a 
yogi, I think in the 70s, 80s, he went to New York and he was doing a headstand on a manhole in the middle of Manhattan. But it was a headstand where there was no hands involved. It was literally just the head. So, you know, you through yoga, some of the stuff that you can eventually be capable of, Mm. if you want to go that way, is absolutely amazing as far as physically. Yeah, absolutely. So, and it's the same thing with any martial art. Um, You know, obviously MMA is the, the, I suppose, most dynamic you can go in there and you can be doing krav maga or you can mm. go do karate you know what i mean obviously everybody's just developed that you know general boxing and muay thai wrestling jiu-jitsu mm. tends to be the best mix yeah but a lot of guys have taekwondo backgrounds or you know mm. karate like um machida and stuff like that so obviously those backgrounds um help but i think just that meso- mental physical link mm. that gives you that ability to harness amazing powers mm. which is what Everybody has, you know, everyone has that ability. Yeah, definitely. And they have, everyone has a special skill. They just have to find it. Mm. You know, they have a purpose. Um, It might just be an amazing parent. It might be that you're an artist. It might be, you know, it might could be anything. But if you don't explore that Mm. through, um, you know, harnessing that that, that power. And like, you know, when I went away to do my um, Krav Maga instructor course, the the guy that I was, um, was instructing us, I said to him about, we did a warm up and then I did a quick minute of um, just in whatever position you want, on your knees, cross legs, um, and got people just to do a quick little mantra so that they could feel strong, confident and clear headed. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of like, oh, like, why would you do that? And I'm like, because, you know, to feel relaxed doesn't mean you're not feeling energetic. Mm. And when you walk in that cage, you have to try and stop all those nerves and that craziness yeah. and react to their action, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, and then after I said that, I think I was reading somewhere, I think it might've been in the Bruce Lee book and it was exactly the same mm. concept. There might've been a quote, um, but to be of calm mind doesn't mean that you're going to go to sleep. Absolutely, yeah. You know, you're focused, you're calm. Yeah. So, you know, just, just getting all that out of your head. Um, yeah, I don't know. They just, to me, they just made sense. And like I said about the death and the death thing, like, I've, you know, I've lived through traumas. Yeah. Um, you know, and I just feel like I have an innate understanding for the way things work. You can't put them into words. Yeah. But everything just links. The whole yeah, universe absolutely. is mesh. So hence the universal balance. Like everything in the universe has a balance. You know, mm-hmm. like, we can get into more, but I love like astrophysics, um, spirituality, movement. Like, you know, everything's just a, we, we like to segregate everything. Yeah. Man, woman yoga, martial arts, all this kind of stuff, it all meshes. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, and, but to me, out of the two, the yoga and the martial art just really went well. Yeah, um, And also, like, I love podcasts. I listen to Joe Rogan. He's also big on yoga and how mm-hmm. a lot of the MMA guys now in the yeah. US are into yoga. Yeah, definitely. But, like, you look at the traditional um, or the Asian martial arts, they have a massive side of that in there. Mm, like, they definitely. have a lot spiritually. They have the Tai Chi and the Qi Gong, mm-hmm. um, all that kind of stuff. So it's all in there. Yeah. But so why, when we talk about boxing or kickboxing, whatever, should we remove that, mm. you know? Like, yeah, definitely. Why, when we talk about street fighting or self-defense, should we remove that spiritual side? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's all about whatever you want to call it, whether you want to call it your Qi, 
um, you know, yeah, lines of energy, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. that has to be balanced in your body for you to be able to, you yeah, know, absolutely. be who you want to be. I think they tie in so nicely, um, purely looking at it from a performance perspective as well, because I mean, all too often I see, you know, obviously, you know, I come from a bodybuilding background and then I do a bit of martial arts myself. I find bodybuilding in particular that people tend to push so far in one direction. Like they're all yang, they're all masculine, it's all doing, it's, it's very, um, I guess, high stress. You know, they're very much um, the sympathetic nervous system's in overdrive and they've completely disregarded kind of the, the relaxation and the inside of things. So the body's ultimately going to end up breaking down. Then you've got people who go the complete opposite side of things and, you know, the parasympathetic nervous system is, is working and, and, and they're, they're more focused on, I suppose, the relaxation and, I guess, almost almost on the verge of lazy um, and they don't really have that masculine aspect covered and so that's when you have all sorts of health problems because, you know, you're not focused on, on doing an activation and all, that, all of that mm. sort of thing and so the more you can bring those into balance and recognise that... Um, when the two are working perfectly, you kind of get that optimal, uh, you know, you're not too relaxed that you're, you know, I guess, as you said, kind of going to fall asleep, but you're not overactive where you're stressed and your, you know, your adrenaline's, you know, your cortisol levels are up, your adrenals are, are, you know, getting fatigued and whatever else. You're in that focused, balanced, aligned sort of um, space and that's the best way to be in anything. So, yeah. At the end of the day as well, like, you know, generally with parenting and everyone's lucky of having you know a mother and a father or also a mother and father that you know um kind of i suppose play their roles and give the child what they need but there's nothing wrong with when you're upset having a hug and saying Mm. it's okay yeah definitely but then obviously you know as long as you get that you know all right cool now it's time to brush it off and get your shit happening yeah i mean a lot of people spend too much time in that you know oh, I just, you know, I need another Mars bar, I need a hug, this kind of stuff, which is which is okay. But then you've got to have that time to pull your finger out yeah. and get your shit together. So, like, you know, obviously, you know, Reese has started coming here. You know, after a fight, there's nothing better than a restorative yoga session. Oh, you know totally, I mean? It's yeah. like someone's giving you a big hug. Yeah, yeah And definitely. afterwards you feel like you've had a definitely. big hug. Someone's patted you on the back and going, there, there, good work. Yeah. How do you feel now? And you leave just going, oh, I just feel like... Like, I feel healed, you yeah. know. Like yeah, I feel definitely. like I've had that big hug, you know. So, yeah, definitely that, um, you know, talking about the masculine and the feminine, you know, like a lot of the great civilizations, like the Egyptians, were big on the masculine mm. and the feminine. Yeah. But, you know, if not, the feminine were a little bit more revered mm. than the men. And yeah. somehow over time, it's kind of swayed the other yeah. way. Yeah. And we both have it in us, do you know what I mean? I have a feminine side, I have a masculine side. Mm. And yeah. you have to pay attention to both of them. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think, um, you know, you, you actually really wowed me when you mentioned that yoga used to be predominantly for men because I think now there's such a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it's a cliche that yoga is just for, you know, soccer mums kind of thing. Yeah. Like it's very much a mum thing to do. And uh, I think that's really sad because, I mean, so many men are missing out on it because they think it's purely for females but there's so much strength to be found in yoga. There's so much, um, you know, we've, we've talked about optimal performance through yoga and the mentality and some of the amazing feats of strength that people can perform when they are able to really um, align that focus through yoga. 
Uh, I mean, you mentioned Joe, the Joe Rogan experience. He was chatting to Kevin Lee, a UFC fighter, and, and he was talking about how he now incorporates yoga and ballet into his training camps because it helps with balance, it helps with, um, you know, restoration of the body and healing and all of that sort of thing. And um, so many people are missing out on that because they think that yoga is just for women, yeah. you know, and yet it started out for men. And it's that movement. Like, you know, we've got Zumba classes here and I've done a few of them and like I find I would say that I'm pretty good with my footwork and striking I'm pretty coordinated I can't fucking do that like I cannot do the Zumba with the feet and the hands and the hips because it's a different movement yeah but it's still movement yeah so I'm not necessarily saying that everyone should go to Zumba maybe they should like maybe for a fight camp they should get someone in just because it's a different form of movement you know we get all so stuck in you know you see these people coming to MMA like Anson Silvers who are unorthodox mm. no you have to be like this you have mm. to have your hands up yes you do if you don't have that skill if i'm yeah. on the street i don't know much the first thing i'm going to sell someone is defend themselves hands up yeah definitely. you know and then attack yeah. but when you're in a in a situation like that and you're already skilled in stuff those unorthodox movements like the conor mm. mcgregor's like he's not orthodox you know like yeah. he gets his power from that back leg he springs forward yeah. like a viper mm-hmm. and he gets knockout power mm. he doesn't fight like a normal boxer or a Muay Thai yeah, person definitely. and they're the champions because they're thinking outside the square yeah Muhammad Ali like it's all that confusing hold on you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing yeah absolutely um so yeah like and like you said about the ballet like uh um Krav Maga instructor here Joel like he does he used to do ballet for ages that's do you awesome. know what I mean yeah and I'm like you know we joke about it because he's like now if anyone gives me shit I can beat him up do you know what I mean yeah but <laughs> It's, it's like it's all the it's all the same thing yeah you know what i mean and yeah, you're absolutely. talking about the masculine and feminine like i think one of the big things is and i'm always been big on this like you know you talk about like you know people putting things in boxes putting girls and boys in boxes pink is for girls blue mm. is for boys pink used to be a like a manly um color that kings used to wear like yeah. it used to be a royal color yeah Guys used to wear freaking high heels, but then some now yeah, it's women. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm yeah. not saying I'm going to go out and wear a pair of heels, but <laughs> that used to be kind of the, you know, mm. in the, I think like the 1400s, what you did, you yeah. just wore high heels. Yeah. So I think, you know, not being able to express yourself because you're just being you mm. and you're put in this box of being a man or a woman. Yeah. Like, you know, what's wrong with a guy crying? Guys have taught you can't cry. Mm. What's wrong with watching a movie and having a cry? Mm. Or finding something, um, you know, to be able to find something, uh, that makes you emotional because you're passionate mm. like i would tear up all the time if someone tells me a motivating story or something yeah, like that it's passionate yeah. that's not me being girly do you know what i mean like mm. that's just and, and why is that girly like yeah. why is that girly if you look up and i'll look it up in a minute but you look up all the the masculine and feminine whether it's in the yoga or the the yin and the yang there's a lot of things when i looked at it i was like you traditionally wouldn't think that that might be on the feminine side and that might be on the masculine mm. side so there's a lot of different yeah different things so people kind of put things into boxes so much you mm. know like why why does yoga have to be this mm. and i think here like m- most of our clients at the moment are women yeah. but i think they're women because just the way our society the society's trend and thinks okay mm. this is what women should do so yeah. they come yeah but at the same time like you know yoga's here for everybody mm. you know it's not when we're not we're not pretentious you know we're accepting everybody's mm-hmm. bodies are different hey i can do a headstand and shoulder stand the next person can do something more crazy than me mm. but i started somewhere yeah you know I mean? absolutely and some people that come might not be able to do that and that's cool yeah they might just want to chill out in child's pose half the class that's fine mm. yeah you know? so yeah those um i think those putting 
people in boxes mm. society holds people back so mm. much because it's like this is what you should do like bodybuilding oh women shouldn't bodybuild why not yeah they want to bodybuild bodybuild exactly do whatever the hell you yeah, want absolutely i think in sports i think i think there should be more mixed sports mm. like if you're a woman and you are physically can mix it say an afl if you can mix it with the guys obviously there needs to be tests for safety mm-hmm. you know but if you can mix it with the guys why is there not women playing men's Absolutely. sports? I know there's a safety expert, so a, a safety aspect. So you have to really obviously make sure of that. Like, you know, if you're, if you're a 50 kilo woman who's not that muscular, yeah, you might get the shit mm. knocked out of you in the AFL. Yeah. But if you're a 75 kilo woman who's fast, muscular, mm. and can beat the shit out of dudes, yeah, why definitely. Not? Absolutely. Same with, like, you know, MMA. Like, I'm sure I must be wouldn't want to fight you because you must be beat the crap out of me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But. You know, they most people wouldn't do that because they don't want to necessarily still say they want to show that women mm. are as good as men. Yeah. Can mix it with the guys. Yeah. I think, like, it's really interesting when you sort of, uh, I mean, we spoke about how everything's so deeply interconnected. When you really break down masculine and feminine, they ultimately become the same thing. You know, I mean, I was, I remember, um, so for me, like, I've always grown up quite a tomboy. And so for a long time, I really struggled with, um, I guess, first of all, owning, but also understanding kind of where I, where I sat on that spectrum. And I used to cop a lot of shit about being, you know, a bit of a, a, a kind of blokey chick, I suppose. And um, yeah, I really struggled with that. And it wasn't until I actually sat down and kind of looked at where in my mind, I, you know, what, what I associated with being feminine and what I associated with being masculine, I started to realise they were the same thing. And one of the real game changers for me was recognising that I saw vulnerability as being more of a feminine trait and strength being more of a masculine trait. And it wasn't until I realized that you had to be strong to allow yourself to be vulnerable and that sometimes always being the strong one actually makes you vulnerable that, boom, they're the same thing. You know, women are so incredibly strong in allowing themselves to be vulnerable. And men are so incredibly vulnerable in always that yeah, have women to be will strong. make that sacrifice to be yeah. the vulnerable one. Yeah. And I think, like, between you and me, like, the only difference between us is, you know, uh, uh, reproductive organs. Like, there's exactly. no difference between you and me. Exactly. You know what I mean, like, if you took away, like, with everybody, if you, if you just put everyone's consciousness in a room and you took away gender and race, mm-hmm. we're all just the same thing. Exactly. You know I mean? So there yeah. should be no specific thing that makes any different mm. like I said, except those reproductive organs mm, absolutely. and you know like you're saying about the um uh, man and woman thing like this is that this is whatever like you said it, it's a massive thing for women to go okay this is attractive if i'm vulnerable mm. but it's not like from a guy's point of view there's nothing more sexy than a confident mm. strong woman and i think why guys sometimes find the vulnerability appealing because how can you take ownership over another person if you're not in power mm. you know people people sometimes like to be in control of others yeah absolutely. so you can't be like whether it, whether you're gay and it's another man or whether it's a woman but if you're going to be in control of another person whether it's a like a, a um you know the government of a country mm-hmm. unless they're vulnerable and weak you can't take control of them yeah you know? absolutely. so i think guys sometimes see that vulnerability and they find that only attractive as in they go, okay, I can control you, you'll do what I, what yeah, I want. But to absolutely. me, that's not attractive. Like I want, I want, uh, you know, like my wife Anita, she's, we've been together for ages. So when I met 
you know, my main thing with her, obviously she's got lots of great traits, but she was very kind of like honest and loyal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as time goes, I've just really encouraged her because we met young and I think she took that, that trait on of going, okay, cool. Like I'll, you know, I'll, I'll pretend to be vulnerable. I'll tend pretend to be naive. Yeah. She's really intelligent, but she'd always not show that, you know, because yeah. that's what she was, the box she was kind of put in as a woman. She was like, mm-hmm. I'll just be this, say yes, whatever yeah. you want kind of person. And now she's getting older, she's growing as a person. And mm. to me, that's so attractive that people are, you know, reaching out for things and doing them and becoming a person. Yeah, absolutely. Not a woman or not someone's partner. They're just being, yeah. doing them. You yeah, know? absolutely. And like you, you know, you're always doing you. you know? Like I always see you on your, on your Instagram that you're just doing you. Mm. You're doing what Brianna is doing. Yeah, doing yeah, exactly. I know for me, like I, and, and again, you know, I mentioned kind of my struggle in owning who I was and owning my strength as a female. Um, but for so long, I was told I was too much, you know, because I had that strength and because I sort of had more of the yang sort of energy, the drive, the ambition, the stuff that people um, generalise as being more of a masculine trait, you know, I was always told I was too much and that I had to tone things down and that if I ever wanted to attract a partner, then I needed to, you know, really sort of turn the dial down a bit. Um, And so, yeah, for a long time, I did try and sort of fit myself into these boxes to be what I thought I needed to be in order to be attractive. But um, it wasn't until... I realized, as you said, that, you know, that that's just, that's coming from the, the men who want to control, yeah. you know? And so someone who, uh, the, the people that I want to attract are the ones that are able to handle that, you know, they're able to be the, I guess, the container for that sort of power and yeah. they're, they're encouraging of that um, as opposed to wanting to, you know, um, crush that and, and fit it back into yeah. a box. So, yeah. I think it's important to like, you know, like I suppose, I don't know, like, you know, since I've been young, I've never really wanted to conform, but I didn't want to conform because I didn't agree with everything. I was just yeah. kind of like, why does everything have to be this way? You yeah. Know? And exactly what you're saying there, like you said about it's the same thing, masculine and feminine, because, you know, like, yes, we're talking a lot about women, but for men, like, why do you have to be this way? Why can't you be sensitive? Why mm. can't you have a cry? Like, why can't you be you? Yeah. Like, you know, how many 60-year-old men out there that are still married are gay because they couldn't be gay? Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you you need to be and do you no yeah. matter what it is and guys always try and be strong and next minute you hear about a guy that's committed suicide yeah because he didn't talk to anyone yeah a young boy that you know his dad's like be tough shut up whatever and then same thing like they're going through school they're having problems mm-hmm. you know so, and it could be anything and they don't feel comfortable talking about it mm-hmm. because they have to be strong and they have to be the guy so those things are cross over where we need to just embrace mm-hmm. socially yeah being them like i was talking to a client the other day about weight loss and she was saying about you know like there's so many things about you know when she was younger about being the bigger girl and you know being put in that box and saying about you know that she was reading something about like i can't remember exactly what they call it but just equality in general like you go to a restaurant and all the seats are so packed tight Mm. that that bigger person doesn't feel comfortable now as as myself i've never had a weight problem i don't necessarily comprehend that until i've been given that as an example yeah um you know, we're talking about like being, for me, being a middle-aged, white, thin, um, you know, I suppose, um, you know, I'm, I'm not poor, I'm not super well off, but I'm just in the middle, mm-hmm. white, uh, Anglo-Saxon man, mm-hmm. like, I've got no- nothing really going against me to be discriminated, you know what I mean? I'm not yeah. overweight, 
I'm not of a colour. Yeah. I'm not a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't necessarily always realise what's out there. People will just fucking get over it. But those people that say get over it are the people that are being subject to mm. it. You yeah. know, so I, I think that's something that people just need to realise more than everybody is just mm. the same as you and me. And yeah. they've all got issues and that kind of stuff and you have to be sensitive to people's needs. Yeah. And I think that's what we're trying to do here is being sensitive to everybody's needs mm-hmm. um, and just having a safe place. Yeah. You know? Like when we do the meditation, like to me with Universal Balance, the meditation is the glue yeah. that holds the bricks together. So all the other classes of bricks... But, you know, it's the mortar is the meditation because mm-hmm. people come in, strangers sit down and beforehand will be like dragged along, like I don't do meditation, I don't want to sit with other people. They do meditation in the same room as mm-hmm. everybody else. And in the end, people are opening up about stuff they've never told anyone mm-hmm. in a room full of strangers. To me, that's pretty amazing. I had, yeah. a, I had a lady come that was, um, I'd say in her 80s, her daughter comes um, and she was like, I'm not coming, I don't want to do meditation. I said, no, come along, it'll be good. She spoke about half an hour after the class, but when we were all sharing, she actually saw her husband who'd passed away not long ago. And she opened up to me at the end about how she saw her grandma get run over by a train when she was young, like all this crazy stuff. And she was like, I didn't want to come tonight, I was so against it. Middle she hasn't been back, but that might have been enough for her, do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? But she had a moment, she had a moment of a vision and awakening um, and shared that with everybody mm. in the class. So I think, you know, having that safe place, we accept everybody, man, woman, you know, um, big, small, whatever, whatever race, it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's nice. You know? Mm. It's nice. And, the, and the good thing about this place is that if you're not someone that aligns with that, people come and go. Yeah. It doesn't attract the wrong people, yeah. you know? Yeah. And a lot of those people, I think, come and like, once they put that foot in the door, they slowly change because those barriers are broken mm, down. Definitely. And they go, oh, shit, I can be me here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's... Yeah, it's it's like attracting like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I hear it often where people are, they're sort of at that uh, that point in their life where they're ready to sort of, I guess, break through into that new, new way of being, but they're surrounded by um, the old. Uh, and, you know, that's sort of, I guess, keeping them in their cage, so to speak, whereas places like this... You come in and you're immediately part of something new, and you're you're surrounded by people who are like-minded and sort of, I guess, give you that permission to to be the things that you thought you you sort of weren't allowed to in, yeah. in day-to-day society. So yeah, and, and like you said, like by being you is so important because there's people that you know have come to me, and I had a lady that was you know a middle-aged Greek woman, I think, going through menopause, and she was telling me she wants to be like Kayla Itstein's. Like, she was serious. She's like, I want to look like her. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this girl, different genetics. I think she's still possibly Greek. But she's got different genetics. Mm. She has never had children. Mm. Yeah. She's like early 20s. You can't be like her. Yeah. Just be the best version of you. Yeah, be you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, And, you know, obviously social media now, like, when I was doing, like, a bit of bodybuilding, I've always been a small guy. I'm genetically not right for that. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I wanted to be bigger because I thought being bigger meant you were more stronger and you were more powerful. You know, and looking at Instagram, you know, like I think there should be some um, more legalities that if you're promoting something and a supplement or whatever, that you need to tell people what steroids mm. you take. Exactly. Because yeah. you've got kids out there. I had a guy when I was doing my um, personal training um, course he was open about it. He was 17. Mm-hmm. I think he weighed like 70 kilos. 
He's like, I'm going to be massive. I'm going to take steroids. Yeah. No one at that institute said anything. I went and spoke and said, this guy wants to take steroids. No one's, and I said, said to the guy that was running, I said, you should say something to him. You need to speak to this guy. Why not get someone that's had a bad experience with steroids to come and give a talk? Mm. This is a fitness place. Do you mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Come and talk about that because it's a massive thing in the industry. Yeah. And if you want to take it, that's your decision. That's fine. But this guy ended up leaving, um, getting on, and I can't remember what he was taking. I'm not big on what steroids what. But he was taking a whole bunch of steroids, mm-hmm. eating a whole bunch of fast food, got to 120 kilos, that's 50 kilos, he was muscly, but also just big. Yeah. Ended up blowing out a valve in his heart by the time he was like 19, and he nearly died. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Because he wanted to be like something, like someone else. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, obviously, you know, like we're on Instagram, that kind of stuff, but I don't ever try and promote something that's not real. Yeah. That's not how I've done it. Yeah. Um, and, I'm, and, you know, I'm never like... You know, sometimes I'll put photos of my progress on there. Mm-hmm. Not all the time, but sometimes I'll put them on there. But it's always really important to let everybody know that you is you. And you know what? When I was going to the gym heaps, doing heaps of weights, trying to eat heaps of food to bulk up, I was most probably one of the most unhappiest in my life because mm. I kept looking at myself going, am I big enough now? Am I bigger? Yeah. Am I bigger? And I felt shit. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because I was just doing too much. Yeah. I just wanted to be bigger and bigger. And since I just realized, you know what, that's not for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm functionally stronger now than I've ever been. Mm-hmm. I could squat, you know, I'm only like 65 kilos. I could squat like 130 for my weight. But yet, when I grabbed a 20 kilo kettlebell and tried to do a swing squat, my back felt like it was going to break. Yeah. Now, I just grabbed the 40 kilo kettlebell and just swing squat fine. I don't yeah. have any aches and pains. Yeah. For I'm like, am I strong? Because I'm functionally not strong. Mm. So obviously, it depends what you want. But, you know, um, I think it's important for you to work out what's working for you. Like, I still yeah. love weight training. I still love strength training. Mm-hmm. But I mix it in. Some days I'm like, mm. I'm just fucked it. I'm just going to do restorative yoga. Yeah. Instead of going, I used to beat myself up and go, haven't done a weight workout today. Yeah. I've got to lose yeah. gains. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? So I was just like, now I'm just like, I'm just going to do a yoga class. Today mm. I want to take the hard options. Today I want to take the soft options. So I'm going to do a functional session today i'm gonna do some striking you know so i just you're just gonna work out what's Mm. right for you and not because what people tell you what's right out there in social media and all that kind of stuff absolutely i'm a big believer that we are given uh exactly what we're needed to go out and live the life we're here to live like for our unique purpose our unique why and so you know it's really sad for me to see people who are you know as you said they're they're you know, focused on being big because that's what they saw from this particular guy on Instagram or whatever. And, and it's gonna it's gonna socially make them more acceptable and liked. You know, yeah. That's the sad part. Yeah, you know? and so they're they're actually like going against. They're actually moving themselves further away from the fulfillment and the happiness and the purpose and all of that that they seek because they're completely going against what's natural to them as a human being you know i'm very aware for me like my body naturally gains muscle easily i enjoy the hell out of weights training so things like bodybuilding they fulfill me but then i also know that you know my body performs functionally well so that's where the the jiu-jitsu and the the yoga and the kickboxing come in and again they're the things that fulfill me um Whereas I, I, I can't think of any, any I, I'm not a natural tennis player, you know, yeah. and I wouldn't try and chase tennis because I want to be like Maria Sharapova or yeah. something um, because it just completely goes against what I'm here to do. And my body tells me what I'm here to do based on 
what it does well and yeah. what fulfills me and what lights me up. Yeah. So it would it, it doesn't make sense to me to go against that. Yeah. You know, just for, for likes on social media or just because, you know, Kaylee Cenus is is the big name at the moment or yeah. Ashy Bynes or whatever it might be. Yeah. yeah. Like even with the meditation, like I love like, you know, thinking about visions and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, I understand that now. Mm. And I'm about the now. Like I wanna live the now. Yeah. I wanna live the shit out of now. Yeah. And I wanna whilst I still obviously have plans for the future, but those are short term plans mm. and I'm living the now in that in line with that passion mm. to get to those plans. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but all those kind of things, you know, really help me see now. And through meditation, it you know, it ignites the same parts of the brain. So mm. they're saying like with the DMT, it uses the same part of your brain when they do the scans as does um, people who have a near-death experience. So mm. it lights up those same parts. Mm. And similar, same thing with meditation, it lights up those same parts. Mm. So obviously those parts of your brain are those parts of the brains. And Paula who does a meditation, she'll go through like the amygdala, I can't even say it, all the, all the pre, you know, prefrontal cortex, whatever. I'm not, yeah. I'm not big on that kind of stuff, but she'll explain all that kind yeah. of stuff and how it all works. Um, and, you know, obviously having that meditation helps you find your, your why. Mm. Um, and in death, it's beautiful. Like for me with this place, if my father didn't pass away and my stepmother in a traumatic, well, maybe if it wasn't so traumatic, it might've been the same, but this place wouldn't have been created. Mm, I wouldn't absolutely. be helping people, wouldn't have my wife. So like, whilst at the time it was sad, everyone dies, mm, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And I believe there's obviously, everyone's different, but like, I just believe that there's more. Mm. I don't know what, but I just know there's more. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, so, traumatic experiences, terrible things, all that kind of stuff. There's a why behind it all, do you mm. know what I mean? And like, it's, things are gonna be hard, and gonna be tough, gonna be sad. But if that didn't happen, I wouldn't have opened this place and I wouldn't be helping people, people wouldn't be coming together in the community. Um, so, hence, you know, I, I tend to ramble a bit because all these things to me are so interlocked. Oh, related, absolutely. You know? And once absolutely. you, once people come in here, you know, and have one, you know, people have these t-shirts now that say woke and shit like that. But once you are awakened, people just go, I fucking get it. Yeah. And how do they not get it? You yeah. see people driving around to work, depressed, all that shit. Yeah. And you're living your purpose. Mm. Fuck, I just want to help these people. How do they not Yeah, how do they not see it? it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and then obviously as you go, sometimes it comes and goes. So, and obviously that's a big thing in, you know, your field, what you're about is the purpose and that. You need those little things to kind of jog it, mm. you know? And to me, like I said, meditation is the glue. When I get lost and I come back and I, I do my own meditation, not enough, but when I join in a meditation class, always sets me back on the right track. Mm. Always yeah. makes me realize my purpose. Yeah. If you don't spend time in your own brain, in that quietness, you're not gonna get the answers. Mm. Yeah, know, so. absolutely. I think the, the cool thing about the awakening process is that it's a never-ending progress uh, mm. process you know it, it's always ongoing and it's always like a deepening sort of process and i know for me like i i look back on my my depth of awareness just one week ago and what i know now compared to what i knew a week ago it, it, it's like wow you know the amount of things I've uncovered since then, it, it blows me away. And, you know, even even the me from last year or, or five years ago, a completely different person. And it's just continuously using um, 
using life as the access point, whether it be um, yoga, whether it be meditation, whether it be mushrooms, whether it be your financial situation, death, whatever it might be, food, um, just using all of those things as an access point to understand yourself, consciousness and the universe that little bit better. And um, once you see it, you can't unsee it. So I suppose what you were saying, then I've got a question for you. So I think the key is, and I've always been big on this, throwing myself in the deep end with difficult situations. And sometimes I do it too much. Like mm-hmm. I know if I throw myself in the deep end in a difficult situation, I'll adapt and I'll learn and I'll become yep. a stronger person. I do it too much and I take on too much and that's me learning my balance is okay. Like one thing at a time, Chad, to slow yourself down. Mm-hmm. And giving myself time to kind of recover from yep. stressful situations. Like bodybuilding, like little tears in your muscles making your muscles stronger. Yep. Same with the, the mind is sometimes obviously people have big traumatic experiences and they can't, they don't repair it before another one happens mm-hmm. and then it just gets worse. Yeah. You know, it's like if you keep picking a scab, you know, it's not going to heal, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I wouldn't have my life any other way. Like, like my experiences have been terrible, mm-hmm. have made me. Yeah. And I'm not going to say like I'm happy with all of them, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. I'm big on learning from, um, from like my life and my mistakes and my experiences mm-hmm. what's your kind of take on like obviously on that kind of stuff like what do you use what do you keep telling yourself to keep bouncing back from things when times are tough i think that's something that a lot of people need help with mm-hmm. so what do you kind of use to help you with that well i'm a big believer that nothing in life ever happens to us everything happens for us so Essentially, it's just recognizing the universal balance, right? Pun intended. Uh, it's recognizing that in there's always a balance going on. We look at the yin-yang, right? The, the good within the bad, the bad within the good, the dark within the light, the light within the dark, right? So it's recognizing that in, in every death, there is a birth. In every birth, there is a death. In every win, there is a loss. In every loss, there is a win, right? All polarities or all extremes are always occurring simultaneously into the same degree. It's just that our human senses, our five senses, only allow us to see one way or the other unless we consciously train ourselves to see the gray area. So as humans, we like to see black or white, good, bad, male, female, all those sort of things. Whereas as we've been chatting about, it's occurring in balance, always, both polarities. When something bad happens, It's about seeing the good in that. It's about seeing it to the same degree so that you're no longer emotionally charged or emotionally unbalanced about that situation. You're inspired by it and you're grateful for it. Because when we we can be grateful for something, we can no longer sort of separate it as good or bad. We just see it for what it is, which is a divine order. Yep. You know, the, the, the grand organized design or God, G-O-D, yep. right? Yep. I'm not religious, by the way, but um, yeah, God, the universe, whatever you want to refer to it as. So... Yeah, in those times of challenge, it's about recognising where the support is. And at the same time, in those times of support, recognising where the challenge is. You know, it's it, everything in life basically has us... The, the purpose of life is to grow. You know, you look at nature, if something's not growing, it's dying. Yeah. And even with water, you know, when water stops flowing, algae grows on top. Yeah. So everything occurs simply to just have us growing and have us continuously deepen our awareness. And so... Really, it's about using both the good and the bad to bring us back to ourselves and to understand where that balance is there. Yeah, cool. Does that answer your question? Yeah, definitely. And like so many things that you just said, just, you know, 100%, Mm. you know, are my views. Um, 
as well. Like, I think, you know, as time goes on, like, somehow we have just hit a low point. So if you look at the um, Vedic calendar, they have different long periods of time that the world goes through. Like, Mm -hmm. I think people are starting to wake up a little bit, but you look at, like, ancient civilizations and you think, man, like, fuck, have we gone backwards? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, we pull our time into technology and stuff like that, which can be good things, you know, there is good things that have happened. Um, But everyone's just gone to sleep, Mm. you know what I mean? Like, they haven't woken up. So that's why, you know, I'm always about trying to, you know, help people find their passion. Yeah. And like you, like, that's your expertise. So I'm more about just putting them on that journey, like saying, it's okay, get on that, get on that Mm. journey. Um, Yeah. And start doing it. Um, but those universal balances, you know, of like the good and the bad, um, you know, I think, so what I'm trying to say is by going backwards, like we've got all these built-in biological things. So I love biology. I love anthropology. Mm-hmm. Like it's who we are. Like, you know, yeah. like obviously you, people might not believe in evolution, but, you know, this book I'm reading at the moment, and I can't remember the, the name, but you can look it up. It's called Sapiens. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the history of humans. So it yeah. dates back... You know, like 70,000 years ago when, you know, um, there was Neanderthals, um, Homo sapiens, all that kind of stuff and our progression. But we, in the last couple hundred years, have just been trying to change shit, mm. push it uphill instead of going with nature, going yeah. with the flow. It worked for so long, do you know what mm. I mean? And biologically, there's so many things in our favour if we listen to our bodies. Mm-hmm. Your body tells you what to eat. Absolutely. Your body tells you we need rest. Like all these kind of things. Like, you have intuition for a reason. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, people have lost their intuition. Mm. You know, like, oh, I feel like I should be doing this, but this is what everyone's telling me to do. Yeah. Fuck everyone else. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. listen to yourself. Yeah. Only one person can make you happy, mm. you know? Yeah. So having, you know, like you're talking about these, um, like, once you're linked into these grey areas, mm. the dots just connect, and it's, mm. like, amazing. Like, it just becomes ridiculous. Like, this, the... Um, I love Deepak Chopra and there's a book he's got about synchronicity mm-hmm. and it's, it's noticing those signs you know, mm. like, and not making a sign out what's not a sign but if you see something it's a sign and go well that's weird that's yeah. a sign don't yeah. go oh no that's stupid take that sign run with it mm. like this place just like you said like attracts like this is like a spiritual bug catcher mm. you know yeah. like people just see it and just go you know even like the flower of life you know I picked that because that at the same time all around the world was found when these people had no link to each other. Mm, it was yeah. a it was a geographical design that people were to drawing mm. all over the all over the globe at yep. the same time. And at the same time of great civilizations like the Mayans, mm-hmm. the um, as the um, obviously Egyptians. I think they found it in like um, old like uh, you know Celtic times mm. everywhere. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so just that synchronicity of just going, this doesn't feel right. Mm. Don't do it. Doesn't feel yeah. right. Don't do it. If yeah. it feels right, do it. If your body's saying I need sleep, don't go to the gym. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if you're saying I'm overworked, don't do it. You yeah. Know? Like when we are unhappy, we make choices that society or you know the governing body wants us to make. Mm. We go and purchase. We make the rich richer. When we're unhappy, we do what. Mm. they want us to do yeah and whoever you think they might be Mm -hmm. but it's going to be the rich and powerful Mm. few in the world that wants to control us Mm. um so when we are doing us and we're happy we do what we're meant to do Mm. absolutely and to me like obviously you know 
I'll be sending people your way because that's what you try to unlock with people. That's kind of your expertise. Mm. For me, it's something I'm big on. And once people come in here, then then you can refer them to people and places because mm. it's all about just finding that help, you yeah. know. And um, there's not enough people. Like it should be something that is really mainstream everywhere in schools. It's just about helping people find their why. Like mm. it's the most important thing. Yeah. If you're not doing you, you're not living happy. Don't, you shouldn't be living. What's mm. the point of living if you're not happy? Absolutely. And everyone's going to be sad, and you can acknowledge that and go, "I'm sad." But like you said, like the good, the bad. You know, um, I was watching the Cosmos, and they were talking about how they reckon there's like a like a, a dark universe where it doesn't reflect any light. Do you know okay. what I mean? So to me, that could be like that could be where all the evil goes that could be where the bad intentions go that could be where all the negative stuff goes mm-hmm. do you know what I mean and they're saying how it's growing it could be that we're feeding that mm. do you know what I mean like um, keep that keep that positivity and just keep feeding people with that it's okay to be you mm. I think is something that can't be spread mm. enough yeah absolutely Brilliant. So what, what else can we expect from our Universal Balance? What's what's the future got in store for you? Um, who knows, really, to be honest. Like I said, it's just it's organic. Universal Balance just grows and does its own thing. Yep. Um, I've got lots of kind of... Like I said, I try and take on too much. There's lots of things I want to do. There's lots of people I want to help. Um, at the moment, we're uh, working on getting into schools. Beautiful. Working with young people. Yes. Um, you know, it's not that a lot of adults aren't, you know, too far gone. They're already, they're always there to be helped. Um, but sometimes, you know, you help the youth and then they help their parents. Absolutely. As well. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a big believer, just sorry, on that, yeah. that, uh, you know, kids sort of carry on uh, on all levels, you know, genetically, emotionally, um, energetically, you know, all those different things. They carry on their you know, their parents' beliefs and their grandparents' beliefs and generation after gener- generation after generation of belief systems and what have you, um, that sometimes all it takes is the youth to be the, the break in that chain, which actually then has a ripple effect onto all those past generations. Yeah. You know, so in working with the youth, you're actually helping the older generations as yeah. well. Because, you know, it, it, it's it's that breaking point that, ha- you know, it, it has a ripple effect from there. And so. giving them that early on that, like... You know, giving the early on, letting them explore their why mm. and who they want to be. You know, like I've always known that I'm supposed to do something. Like mm. when I was young, like I didn't know what I want to do. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I'm not going to call it greatness because that sounds egotistical. But like to do great things as far as to do good things, mm. you know. Um, so, and like I said to my wife the other day, I said, I just, like, I don't want to just, like, it, it takes someone that wants to change the world to change the world. Mm. And it, like, if it's just me rubbing off on one person and then rubbing off on another, so cool, that's how the world's going to change. You Absolutely. Know? So especially with all kids. All one person. Like, kids love, generally, most kids, not all kids, but a lot of kids, and I think the ones that don't is because they've had it kind of taken away from them. But kids love nature. Mm. Like, kids come in, they love crystals. Mm-hmm. I've had parents just go, oh, who gives a shit? It's just a fucking rock. I'm like, let the kid use their imagination. Mm. For God's sakes, do you mm. know what I mean? Um, kids generally they have it they get it mm. then they lose it and they become yeah. us do you yeah. know what I mean yeah. they've got all the shit already yeah. there um, and and you know 
And I keep saying society, and I don't mean to seem negative, but to me, the way things are structured, even schools, like schools are structured the way they are because it helps parents stay at work longer and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, we shouldn't be working, you know, as much as we do. Mm. We should be more with our families. We should yeah. be growing our own vegetables. We should be doing, you know, just stuff that people used to do. Mm. So, yeah, helping, helping kids is something that I'm big on. Um, you know, now I do the kids' self-defense. Yep. And um, I don't know whether it's different to every place, but I know a lot of the values I have here, it's, it's just a different take than a yep. lot of other places that do it. So a lot of it here is, like, especially with the young kids, at the end I always do a quick mindfulness, a quick meditation, mm -hmm. and they love it. And yep. they get better at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I try and obviously, you know, teach them, Good thing they give him like faint to go away at the end of the day when i was young i always used to watch he-man at the end of every he-man episode he would say like a little quote about you know being good to your mother or something like that um and it's it's about obviously teaching um compassion and empathy mm -hmm. it's not about teaching them how to beat people up yeah um i was watching a uh, a movie about i think it's it's a new one on netflix but something something the dragon it's a new one like a the Netflix show, um, and he fights this uh, Buddhist monk that comes over, and Bruce Lee wants to fight him. It's all about ego. Yep, yep, I know the one, yep. So he wants to fight him, blah, blah, blah. But what I really liked is that the monk was kind of like, you only fight someone if you have to. Yeah. Then obviously at the higher levels of a martial art, you can subdue that person peacefully. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, you ask that person how you can help them. Mm, yeah. You know? so, so similar to like the MMA, like, a loss is a good thing. Mm. I think I would I would like nothing worse than to be an undefeated athlete. Mm. I think it's important to have that defeat mm. in life. Yeah, to know definitely. Where you went wrong. Definitely. And I think those interesting fighters are the ones that have had a fluctuating mm. career and they've come back. Yeah, definitely. And they've found that, you know. Um, so yeah, with the kids, I kind of always like to um, teach that. You know, you might have to help someone else out in need. And it might be subduing that mm. violent person, yeah. putting them down, you know. Yeah. But also just being socially aware. Like, people have, lo have become scared to have interaction with people. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely. So how are you going to know if there's a threatening person that's going to steal you and chuck you in a car? Mm. If your parents are giving you an iPhone, you're just on your iPhone. Mm. Or you're always on your iPad. Yeah. You don't say hello to people. Mm. You don't look them in the eye. Yeah. How are you going to know? So, yeah, the kids stuff is something that I'm really... Um, Big on. Um, Beautiful. Other than that, like, there's lots of, like I said, little things. Um, I hope it will become big things. Um, we're big on nutrition. So my wife's just done a changing habit protocol at the moment, and she's mm -hmm. helping a lot of people. Uh, now this round, there's 16 people doing it. Beautiful. Um, first off, there was five. So, you know, that's changing off, changing a lot of lives. Um, mm -hmm. Through changing habits, Cindy Amira's been around for years and doing great things. Mm -hmm. um, I've been following for ages. My wife tried this protocol. Um, and it's about becoming healthy. Yeah. You know, like, it's not... Healthy food's yum when you mm. make it right. Oh, hell yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And like I said, when you're eating just healthy food, your body will tell you when you've had enough. Oh, definitely, you know I mean? yeah. Like now, like, people are hungrier. I'm hungrier. But they eat mm. more of the right food Yeah. it's cold. And yep. they eat more of the shit food. Yeah. Um, so nutrition, something Universal Balance wants to really kind of get into. Mm -hmm. um, some more cooking classes. Beautiful. That kind of stuff as well. Um, yeah, the self-defense, which we're, we're bringing in, hopefully, to have some classes on the timetable, mm -hmm. um, some more self-defense workshops. Yeah. That's something I'm really passionate about as well. Um, so, yeah, lot, there's lots of, like, I'm always thinking, I'm always doing it. And I could tell you now where I want to be in 10 years, but 
you know, I don't want to kind of like, I don't want to, I don't want to put it down for everyone to go expect, you know, oh, this is where you have to be. Yeah. Because then I find the pressure becomes too much sometimes yeah. when you go, this is where I want to be. But one day, ultimately, I'd love my business to end up being completely non-for-profit mm-hmm. eventually. Wow. Um, you know, obviously paying the people wages that work within. Yeah. Um, but eventually, like, I'd like to be, you know, giving my giving the money that we make. I, I don't I don't need billions of dollars. What am I going to do with that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I would like to be able to one day be giving money to people that need, more mm-hmm. helping communities, yeah. overseas, charity, you know, just caring for one another. Mm-hmm. You know, like, for me, quality in every way is so important. There's so many rich people out there that, you know, like I was reading the other day that the um, owner of Amazon is worth, like, I think $120 billion. Wow. Like, that's just unfathomable. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, you know, most of you can't liquidate it all, but how many people could you give $50,000 to? I'm mm-hmm. not even going to work that out in my head because I can't. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? Like, it's the, the wealth is very lopsided. And here in Australia, we always have first world problems. Oh, I'm, you know, yep. I'm too fat. <laughs> well, fuck, man. Like, people are starving. Yeah. Do some kind of charity maybe one day where you get people to, you know, like skip meals it doesn't have to be mm. ridiculous but just skip a meal mm. take that 15 dollars, donate that to yeah. something in need yeah. so yeah lots of that more on the whole um just real giving and helping community mm. nutrition yeah all that kind of stuff beautiful cool and where can we find you on social media so you can find me on instagram um universal balance uh on there um and then we've got facebook obviously universal balance and um, we've got a web page, um, www.universalbalance.com.au. Um, I'm not most probably the most most active person on there. Um, it's kind of a hard one. Like, obviously, social media helps people grow. But at the same time, you know, as a business, I try and suggest that people spend less time yeah. on social media. So I know now with myself in my efforts... I'm trying to spend more time connecting with people. Mm-hmm. Like instead of putting something on Instagram and necessarily trying to connect with thousands of people and a lot of those people don't even care, they just like it for the hell of it or like mm-hmm. it to get likes, all that kind of stuff. If I meet one or two people a day and have a real good chat and they go, yeah, Chad's a really good dude, he's doing something really good, maybe I should check that out and yeah. refer that on. Yeah. Um, for me, that's where it's at. I've spoken to this lady that had a business for ages she's like, you know, we used to just talk to the people. We used to spend time putting that in, chatting mm. to people. So that's what I'm trying to do more of now. Like, I, you know, I think, oh, I better get on Instagram, better do this, but trying to just chat to people. So if anyone's in, you know, SA and up my way, um, just come have a chat. Beautiful. Just pop in. I've always got some time for people. Um, also as well, I'm kind of like I want to start asking people. Um, I just want to see people in different suburbs who feel that they might need something like Universal Balance, I'd like to, in the next year, open up a couple more Beautiful. Universal Balances. That's my goal, is to spread out in the community. Um, nice. So if people, you know, if people like what we do and they want something somewhere else, let me know. Yep. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, and obviously, for the listeners, I'll pop the, the address and all the, all the social media links and that in the podcast description, so you can check it out. Um, Universal Balance aside, your tattoo on your hand, the clock, that's, uh, that's drawn my interest. Is there a meaning behind it? So, yeah, there is. So, pretty much, um, it's supposed to be when I was born. So, okay. I got the cliche carpe diem um, next to it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to me, seize the day is what it's all about. Just yeah. now, you know what I mean? It's just 
what are we waiting for? I yeah. could die tomorrow, you know? So I put my date of birth and actually rang my mum. Um, I got it done from Familia Tattoo in Bali. Mm-hmm. If you ever want to check out their work, they're amazing. Um, so I rang my mum and I said, you know, when was I born? She's like, this is a date. I said, are you sure? Because my mum's not necessarily great on facts. Yep. No, no, definitely, definitely, definitely. And then when I get home, I look at my birth certificate and it's like two or three hours different. And I was <laughs> like, are you joking me? So, yeah, just basically my birth clock, um, you know, kind of everyone's important when they come into this world. So that moment oh, yeah. that a new life is born, that new spark. Yep. Um, super important. And, uh, yeah, seize the day. There you go. I'm just pointing out to Chad that I've got uh, my birth date tattooed on the back of oh, my yeah. leg. And uh, that's numerology there. So uh, I'm a one in Pythagorean numerology, which means that I'm the leader and the yep. in- innovator. So I've got the movement there, which funnily enough, I got that tattoo before the Live Free movement was born. So um, yeah, cool. kind of things fell into place perfectly there. Yep. So synchronicity, hey? Yeah, definitely. There's something else I just wanted to mention um, as well is that we are running at the moment um, a fair few self-defense workshops. Beautiful. Um, we will be running the classes. The workshops are really good because it it kind of gives people that time in that workshop. So they're usually three-hour workshops to learn something. Yeah. Something's always better than nothing. Yeah. Even if they just learn, if they leave with a bit more confidence and they learn to fight back. Yep. Because like I said, to me, that translates into everything in life. Just fight for what you believe in. But yep. same thing, if someone's trying to take your life or your money, for your money, give them the money. But all your, you know, your child or they're trying to rape you, fight back, you know mm. what I mean? Just fight back. Um, so we're running through, we've got one on the 14th of uh, July. Beautiful. Um, Saturday, one to four. Mm-hmm. So that's a knife defense workshop. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously knife is especially, look, we, we work for men and women. Um, we do have run a few which are like women only self-defense workshops. Mainly as well because I find that a lot of women have had something happen to them. And mm-hmm. it might just be that they've had a moment where they felt threatened by a man. Um, yeah. We've had ones that have been, like, had stalkers. We've had ones who've been attacked and had their head smashed into the ground. Um, you know, uh, they've been raped um, violently or just, you know, just said no and, and the guys kept going. And, you know, so there's so many, um, I think, like I was saying earlier when we were chatting, that women have been victimised a lot. Mm-hmm. Guys don't always get it. Yeah. Me, I'm a smaller guy, so I know I couldn't go up to another guy and just threaten them with my size, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So for me, uh, the self-defense was kind of important because I'm not a violent guy. I'll yeah. always get a one, never ever want to fight unless it's in a ring or a cage and you know, there's a referee. I don't want to hurt anyone and I don't want to be hurt necessarily. Yeah. So this one we're running is um, for men and women. Mm-hmm. Um, quite often we run the women's only ones. It just gives it a bit more space. And I think sometimes, like if we're doing a choking one, some person might have had that happen to them, and yeah. especially when they have a guy put their hands on them, yeah. it brings back a lot of a lot of stuff. Yeah, of so this one's for men and women, um, but I just want people to keep an eye out um, for them. Like I said, obviously self-defense, it's not MMA, it's not normal yeah. fighting. Um, a lot of primal urges and instincts like hammer fists, different things, different punches and that, that um, for people that is a little bit more instinctual, mm-hmm. you never see a gorilla throw like you know a, a jab and an uppercut yeah they're always this big flailing kind of yeah. hits um so in a situation self-defense situation like hammer hammer fists and stuff like that mm-hmm. a lot of people you know and when you see a lot of women quite often defend themselves they'll if they strike quite often it will be mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. So you don't want to think in that situation, you just want to react. Yeah. So we're trying yeah, to get absolutely. people to react to a situation and without fear. So people leave feeling that little bit more confident. Yep. They know how to avoid something. They know if something comes up, how they, they might react. And mm-hmm. it's not perfect. Like I said, the people, yes, we do some of this stuff slowly, mm-hmm. but we always try and show the real life scenario. If yeah. you get grabbed by the hair, you're going to get pulled to the ground. You're going to get dragged. Like it's going to be quick. It's going to be violent. And yeah. it's all going to happen in the blink of an eye. So yeah, just people look out for, um, you can see on our um, Instagram or webpage or mm-hmm. Facebook when we're running these, but that's something I've become real passionate about at the moment is, um, yeah, like we were saying before, just equality. And yep. I find obviously some, some men, but mainly kids and women are the ones that are subject to violence. Yeah. Um, so people, if you want to learn uh, how to defend yourself, get a bit more confidence, Mm-hmm. Um, come along, check it out. And Brown, I'm trying to get you there. We'll see. Yes, we'll I've got to check my calendar, but I've, I've, off the top of my head, I'll be there. <laughs> I'll get you to one of them just so you can see um, kind of how different it is. Yeah. Same, 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 but different. Yep. You know what I mean? Beautiful. So, yeah. Looking forward to it. Cool. Awesome. Thank you heaps, Chad. It's been cool. wicked. This is uh, probably one of my favourites. Cool. So, yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing it because when I'm passionate and I talk about stuff, I just ramble. And I don't even know what I've said, so hopefully it makes <laughs> I sense. I do that as well. So. And hopefully it links up and makes sense to that you guys. That was so. perfect. Awesome. Thank you heaps. Cool. All right. See you guys. So there we have it, folks. Episode 29, done and dusted. Stick around for episode 30, dropping next week. That's Friday morning, Australian Central Standard Time. We've got UFC superstar Alexander Volkanovsky um, talking all things prep and uh and movement and obviously the ufc um go figure right so anyway as always if you want to know a little bit more about what i do with the lift free movement you can find me of course as always at www.thelivefreemovement.com on facebook at facebook.com forward slash the live free movement on instagram at instagram.com forward slash brianna bowley and on twitter at twitter.com forward slash brianna bowley underscore and until next time What else is possible?